Praise the Lord. May God open our hearts, open our spirits, open everything that needs to be opened. Indeed, the storm is over. Let this be your prophetic word. No matter what storm it is, we speak an end to it. As long as day endures and night endures, there will be several storms in life, but they will not last forever. In Jesus' name, shout a better amen. John 16, 33 reads, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, trouble, challenges, battle, storms. But be of good cheer. The reason why you ought to be of good cheer is that God says he has overcome the world. Hebrews 12, 2-3a is looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endures such hostility against sinners. Consider him. Lest you become weary and discouraged. We try to do a recap of the great icons of scripture that we look up to. We understood from scriptures that they all have their own battles of life. But through it all, through it all, God came through. We spoke about nations and churches who also went through various challenges. But through it all, God came through. I do not know what battle of life you're going through. I don't know. But through it all, I have a word for you that God will come through. Can you shout a better amen? Today I would attempt to let us look at when we're going through our storms, when we're going through our battles, how do we face those challenges in building a glorious church? Now, everything God made from creation, I have come to understand that we're not new to God. When God said, let there be light, for sure he knew light. If not, he couldn't have said, let there be. So he understood what is light. He knew what was light at creation. And that is why he could say, let there be light. So he has something in mind. He knew what he wanted. And I have come to understand that, and listen carefully, I have come to understand that creation was not new. It existed before they were created. You say, what, what are you saying? Before light was declared, Jesus was the light of the world. So God knew light. Before God commanded the earth to produce trees, there was a tree of life already in heaven. So God knew about trees. So he called trees because he knew it. When he said, let the earth bring forth livestock, 
and all those things, God knew about animals. You go into the book of Revelation and we have all kinds of creatures. Some looking like ox, others looking like eagles. And I'm tempted to believe that just as God instructed Moses to build according to the heavenly plan, the earth was also created according to an existing heavenly plan. And I'm making all these points to let you know that nothing is new to God. Nothing. Bible says, in him was and is life. So even before God breathed on man and man became a living being, God knew what was life. So what else didn't God know? And listen here. When God created the world and there was darkness over the surface of the deep, God could have said, let darkness disappear. But no, he didn't. He rather said, let there be light. And when light came, God separated. He did not kill darkness. He separated. And when God separated the light, I am tempted to believe that he left darkness so that we see the importance of light. You will not see the value of light until you have doomed so. When there is darkness, then light becomes more manifest. And so in the midst of your darkness, then there is light about to shine. And so, if these are your dark moments, understand that God will speak, let there be light. And the essence of the darkness is for your light to so shine that men will see and glorify your Father in heaven. May this be your prophetic word. Through it all. Now, I read a story. Andrew Crouch is said to be a man who went through a hell of problems. He was born a horrible stammerer. And then at a point in time, it is said that he lost father, mother, and brother within a period of two years. And this man battled with four different kinds of cancers. Even one cancer is not easy to battle. But this man battled four. And at the same time, battled with a heart condition. But through it all, he could sing that song. I don't know what you're going through, but I have come to tell you that you will overcome. If the devil thought he was going to break you, he's made the biggest mistake of his life. Somebody looked at me, looked me in the face and told me that we want to scare you. And told me that we want to break you. And as I began thinking about through it all, through it all, through it all, and I just wondered, we want to scare you, we want to break you. And I remember that that is how the devil is. All that he takes us through is intended for two purposes. To put fear in our hearts. To scare us. And to also break our resolve. Break our strength. Break our capacity. And as I thought about this, so many funny things came into my mind. Hey, this is not politics. This is truth. How old is His Excellency the President? I'm sure he's above 60, isn't it? I don't want to go to his age, but I can tell you he's above 60. How old is the chairman of the NDC, uh, MPP? I'm sure he's above 60, isn't it? How old is Asay Dunketia? 60-something. I've checked, so I know what I'm talking about. How old is Mahama, His Excellency? He's above 60. How old is his running mate? Above 60. 
They are moving all over the place campaigning. But they are telling you that if you are about 60, you can't come to church. And so, one pastor was telling me that he met an elder and asked him that, Elder, did you go to church? He said, oh, <laughs> Papa, I didn't come. Why? Oh, I'm above 60. They are busy campaigning even in places where there are no social distances. Yet they are above 60. And you, I can't come to church, I'm above 60. Virus, here you are coming to take virus. You go to the mall, you are home listening to me. That's what I'm talking to you. The devil wants to put fear in our hearts and to prevent us from coming to church. He wants to break our resolve. But COVID cannot break us. And if you are afraid to come to church, let me tell you that these are storms they will pass over. And by the time they pass over, you'll be so ashamed that you couldn't stand in the moment. Now let me tell you something. I'm saying that the very people, minister of health, is he not above 60? But look at him all over the place, dedicating and ensuring that things are happening. They can go, but you can't come to church. I'm saying that the intent of this season, the intent of the COVID experience, the intent of all that we are going through is to scare us and to break us. But they will fail. And my duty as a servant of God is to let you know that through it all, God will see us through. I want you to understand that you are unbreakable. That is your gene. That is what you are made up of. You are more than steel. And I'm saying that sometimes what you're going through, the experiences you are going through, you may have your own experience. Maybe somebody has not told you, but the devil's intent is to break you, to scare you. That disease you are going through, that report that you've gotten, that situation that you are going through, hey, these doctors sometimes they can scare the hell out of people. One day, I was having some issues. Then I called this doctor. And immediately, I called him. This first statement that came out of his mouth. All of a sudden, chills came down from, I mean, from my head. I wanted to watch it. And I said, hey, 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 hey. Hey. Ah. After two or three days, that thing said, He's not even checked me, just on phone. And after two or three days, I'm back to my normal self. Yes, there are some times that you may be going through certain things. I don't know. I don't know. But, but I've told you that when Andrew Crouch was going through those darkest moments of his life, he had the courage to sing that beautiful song through it all. But I want you to know that you are not the only person going through battles of life. You, you are not. No, 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 no. No, you are not. And sometimes as you sit here, and those of you watching me, maybe right now you're on your hospital, but you prayed all the prayer. You don't even know what has happened. Hey, through it all. Now, to be able to confront this challenge, the first thing we must resolve is to never question God's integrity and faithfulness. Because when you do that, one day you'll be put to shame. When the light separates darkness, and you look at yourself and you say, why did I say this to God? I think it's all right to ask God questions, but it's wrong to question him. I don't know whether you understand the difference. Oh God, so wh why are you doing this? Wh what is happening? How am I going to... If your motivation of asking the question is for God to come through your situation, is for you to have solutions and answers, that's okay. But anytime, because of a report, because of a situation you go through, you begin to question God's faithfulness. You are losing the battle. Today, may you have the capacity to endure unto, endure unto victory. And so, 
In moments like that, in your darkest moment, I remember I began by saying that God knows everything and yet he did not crash darkness. He allowed darkness. He only separated light so that darkness will really be seen as darkness. And the psalmist says that if I had not had problems, I wouldn't have known that God is able to solve problems. If there were no darkness. And so when those moments come, never question God. When those moments come, Remember to trust in God's mercy. God doesn't change. Your difficulty does not change the fact that God is a merciful God. When you begin to understand that hey, God is a merciful God, then it will strike you that Mm-mm, God is about to do something. He's about to dribble the devil. He's about to show you forth. He's about to make light shine through you. And I speak into your very spirit. Now when those moments come, you must maintain your stability in faith that you would overcome that battle you must have a resolve that yes i'm going through this but i will win the battle will not win there should be an inner resolution a resolute conviction a resolve to remain unbroken a resolve to remain unbeatable when i was looked in the eye and told that that rather created a holy resolve in me and when moments begin to scare and to intimidate and to put fear and to destroy your resolve take some steps back and say hey 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 i am unbreakable i don't know but through it all through it all i don't know what this season of four months you've gone through i don't know the tears that you've shed on your pillow i met one brother on the street driving and then when i met him i said how is how is your business i said hmm so brother is well let me announce to you, we will overcome. So there has to be a resolute conviction in the truth that faithful is he who has promised. God has promised that we will get to the other side of the sea. And once he has spoken, no matter the storms, we will get there. We will get there. The storms are only intended for us to know that Onipa Ben, any, any apple, any associate, any, if there were no storms, we wouldn't know that Jesus is able to calm storms. And if a new Bible is to be written, I pray that your testimony will find a place in that new Bible that is going to be written. That in those difficult moments, you came out stronger, not broken. And right now, sometimes the very person you love so much and invested so much in, you invested time in some nice guy or maybe some foolish guy. You invested your time, you invested your energy, you invested your gifting, you invested your resources. He told you he loves you so much. You were head over heel. You gave out everything, gave out your heart, gave out your body, gave out your soul. And he broke your heart. And you have resolved never to trust any man again. You sit in this church and there's a resolve in your heart never to love again, never to be committed again. You've lost the battle. Break that yoke. And tell yourself, I am unbreakable. And so I would love again. I would trust again. Even if I am broken hearted ten times, I will rise and love. Don't allow any man to break your resolve. And you two guys, I watched a video which was trending. That guy was crying because a girl has broken the heart. Uh, it's normal. But through it all. <laughs> through it all. So I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could mention them one by one. But the essence of what God wants me to tell you is that you may have your own unique challenge. You may have your unique situations where you go and you wonder. But in those cases, remember that I'm saying that don't allow 
your resolve to be broken. Be stable. Be strong in your resolve and tell yourself, have the faith that I will overcome this. And then beyond faith, have a progressive hope that it shall be well tomorrow. That should be your word. That should be your song. That should be your ministration. That hey, that should be your resolve. I'm saying that there should be a resolve and a conviction. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold unswervedly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Faithful. It may appear you are alone in the storm, but somebody is holding your hand. And I hope you are aware of this beautiful story of that dream where the young man had a dream that he was walking on the shores of the sea. And then he saw at a point four footsteps. And as he went, he saw, when he got to a very terrible place, he saw that there were only two footsteps. And he became so disappointed and said, God, why? In those very troubling moments, horrible moments, when I needed you most, all along I saw you working with me. But when I needed you most, you left me. Why? And God said, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Those moments, I knew you couldn't walk. So you were not working with me. I lifted you and put you on my shoulder. So the feet you saw was mine, not yours. And I'm saying that when your storms begin to come, it only provides an opportunity for God to lift you in his loving arms. Mahandu si kabado shalimada. Fasting to the rock that will not be moved. No mountain, no valley will kill our resolve. In the Savior's love, we, we have an anchor that keeps our soul. Hadi kadamado shelebre adado. While the billows roll, fasting to the rock. Kiarado shikera bade da 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 da. church you may have lost your business you may have lost your job you may have lost friends and relationships but you have life and i'm telling you god will come through to you but you see i'll conclude by saying when andrew crouch went through those things and began to question began to ask god why why then he said god told him to i'll quote him he says you have written a lot of songs I've given you about to praise and worship me in things, not for things, but in things. I had to read it again to really get it. Oh, sometimes there's a temptation to worship God for who he is. We worship you for your goodness. We worship you for your mercy. We worship you for your greatness. But when we begin to go through the storms, but let me tell you, in things also, in difficulties, in storms, in battles, in barriers, in failures, in disappointments, still let praise. And he says that when God said that to him, having lost all these things and going through all those troubling moments, and God told him this for 45 minutes, he was still struggling to see how he can appreciate God and be grateful and to give glory to God in the midst of this. 45 minutes, he was struggling until all of a sudden some aura began to flow through his bones and he began to worship and that was his liberation. And I want to conclude that as we confront the various challenges that we go through, 
make the devil jealous by giving praise in the midst of the storms in all things give him praise tell him god i don't understand god i am broken god i am sad god i'm disappointed but i love you i know you're good you're merciful in the midst of it, you may not have answers, you may not have solutions, but go out of this meeting saying, God, I don't know why it has taken so long. I don't know why I fasted and prayed. I don't know why. 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 But through it all, you are king, you are Lord. I worship you. I magnify you. I exalt you. You are great. You are great. And begin to dance. Now I can say a word of prophecy that God will come through. Don't give him chance. To laugh at you that look you have wept that's understandable but rejoice tell the devil you have lost it hey no one can scare you hey nothing can scare you so go tell those 60 years who have decided not to come to church tell him tell them that i said the president is also attending church you know where his church is don't misunderstand me he's out there campaigning let us come and campaign for the lord souls must be won if they are not afraid to campaign for power, we are not afraid to campaign for the kingdom. So this is not politics. I'm saying that anything I want to put fear to you, then I'm wondering how some of our pastors are beyond 60. What if they also say they won't come to church? Let me end by saying that you can only praise God when you are full of gratitude. When there is an inherent capacity to know that in the midst of it all, he's still merciful and gracious and everlasting. There should be that conviction. You see, there was a time I got to a point in my life, I developed an attitude that, after all, who am I? I'm just a clay. God can choose. God can decide that you, after you, all you do on this earth is to suffer and die. What will you say? Assuming he says that, will you go and question him? So, develop an attitude of, because, to what end? The reason why you don't have to is that he is good. And his mercy endures forever. And he is such a good God that even when he's allowing you to go through suffering, I told you last time that it never struck me until this message came to me that even Moses, it may appear he lost it. He couldn't go to the promised land. But isn't God good? That of all the human beings that have gone through the earth, the one who didn't get to the promised land was the only one who joined Elijah to appear on the mount of transfiguration. May your period of transfiguration appear. And when God seems to say no, perhaps he's preparing you for a transfiguration. Bow down your head. I don't know what you've gone through. We've had our moments. Oh God, we've had our moments. Oh, I wish that everybody will resolve to beat the season. Beat it. All of us here will resolve to beat our battles. That the storm will indeed come and go. But we will be there. We have an anchor. We have a strength. For the next few minutes, just pour your heart out to God. We want to take through it all again. And as we sing this song, 
pray that God will help us. When things are good, it's very easy to worship God. It's very easy. The church will be full. If every time you come, everything is fine, the church will be full. But when difficult moments come, but I want you to still get a church full, even in trying moments. Even if nothing, don't let the devil take away your praise from your lips. I have a word for you. God will let you overcome. I've had many tears and sorrows. Maybe you've gone through I've this period. For you have questions. But there have been times I didn't know right from wrong. Every situation, God gave a blessed consolation. That is right. That is right. Blessed consolation is there for us. Only to make me strong. Yes. It only is to make you strong. Been to many places, and I've seen so many faces. But every time I felt so alone. But in those lonely hours, those precious lonely hours, Jesus makes me know that I am His home. So. Through it all, through it all, through it all, I learned trust in Lord, no matter what I've learned to trust in God. Don't, don't. When difficult moments come, remember to trust in his mercies. That he is allowed that for your light to shine. That he allowed darkness so that your light will brighten up. When difficult moments come, don't allow your faith to be destabilized. Have a kind of unbreakable resolve and stability of faith and conviction of a good tomorrow, a hope for tomorrow. A resolute in your conviction, a desire to let God be God and to go out of that battle with praise and gratitude flowing, dancing in the midst of the storm and saying through it all, through it all. Through it all.
is intended to scare you today, I put faith in your heart. If anything is intended to break you today, I cause you to become unbreakable. And through it all, I leave you with a conviction and a message that God will build you into a glorious church. Let this be your portion. In Jesus' name. Amen.